Welcome to It's a Grand Life. Did you know that in the United States alone, 2.4 million kids are being raised by their grandparents or other family members other than mom or dad? 2.4 million. It's a Grand Life is a podcast for those grandparents and kinship caregivers who are committed to making a difference for those kids. Grand families are in every neighborhood, every city, tribe, and territory nationwide. If this is you or someone you love, this podcast is for you. Our goal is to offer hope and resources to help you. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us wherever you get your audio podcasts and leave a review. Every new subscriber and review helps us reach others that need assistance. Welcome to another episode of It's a Grand Life. Hello and Happy New Year. We'd like to welcome you to a new year of It's a Grand Life. And you are going to be blessed today. We have got a seasoned professional with us who specializes in supporting grand families. And our guest today is Lisa Glodsky. She's the Program Operations Manager from Oakland Livingston Human Service Agency. And she's right here uh, about uh, maybe 10, 15 minutes from our studios. And uh, Lisa, we're just so delighted to have you here in, uh, on uh, It's a Grand Life. And uh, just uh, welcome and Happy New Year. Thank you so much, Craig, and Happy New Year to you and all the viewers. So you've got to tell our audience, how did you get involved in OLSA? And it's not OSHA, if you're listening at home. This is not, no, they're not going to come look at the chemicals that you're using at the office. Uh, but the Oakland Livingston Human Services Agency. But you've been there a long time. And how, how did this journey begin for you? Well, um, the journey began for me uh, when my oldest child, who's now 26 years old, was uh, in preschool. I was seeking preschool and uh, we had experienced some uh, situations where um, I was expecting a second child. My husband had recently lost a job and paying for preschool was just out of the question, out of our budget. And somehow or another uh friends of mine really believed that i should enroll my child in in preschool and i found the head start program and uh i volunteered as much as i can you know with a newborn uh to uh kind of pay it forward and pay back for what they were doing for our family um during that time of uh need and uh you know so I uh, started volunteering for OLSA and I uh, was active with their Head Start Policy Council and one day just kind of uttered, I think I need to get a job soon because I found myself volunteering an awful lot. And um, and they said, well, you know, OLSA is hiring. And uh, so I applied for three jobs and, and was asked if I would be interested in one of them. And that was back in January of of uh 2005 so wow. january of 2024 is my 19th anniversary with the organization and um i uh ran some uh energy education classes and worked in our energy services for about eight and a half or nine years and the rest of my time at olsa has been working with um older adults and mm-hmm. uh and kinship caregivers grandparents who are raising grandchildren. Um, I, I was very aware of, it was, it used to be called grandparents acting as parents. And oh. um, that was the old name and, and they uh, nicknamed it the gap 
program. And, you know, for obvious reasons, there's a gap between grandparents and their grandchildren. And uh, I would refer my clients uh, in my old program to uh, the grandparents acting as parents and people in my personal life, you know, to this uh, support group. And never in my wildest dreams, Craig, did I ever imagine that I would be asked to run it. But one day um, I was and uh, I was willing to take on the challenge. And, uh, you know, I had some big shoes to fill. But I'll tell you, I am so passionate about advocating and working with this group, as you know, and Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've met some outstanding people and learned a lot about their challenges and needs over the years. Well, tell our audience about the 110 grand families that uh, you support um, or that you have supported in the past 19 years, going on 19 years. Um, what What is that like? What ex- exactly do you do for those families? And uh, what are some of the cool outcomes you've seen over the past two decades? Yeah, sure. So, you know, um, our... Uh, funder has a minimum requirement of how many people we should be servicing uh, per year. And when I first started working with this population back in 2013, like directly, um, I only needed 40 kinship caregiving relatives. Today, actually, they've increased it to 115. Wow. There's a little asterisk there. 115 that are 55 and over are for this primary uh, funder. Um, We service almost 200 people a year who call us, who have a crisis regarding kinship caregiving, who um, need help navigating their journey. Uh, They have a lot of questions that, um, you know, they don't have anybody else to answer. It's uh, being a kinship caregiver isn't one of those things like, um, you know, being told by your dentist, you need a root canal. You know, a lot of people have had a root canal and you can find out what to expect by just asking people, you know, but raising grandchildren, it's not usually the kind of things that you stand up on your soapbox and and say, Hey, everybody, who else is raising grandchildren? I'm going to be doing that soon. And I need to um, get some help here. You know, they're, this is a generally isolated uh, population who um, oftentimes are shunned from their family and their grandkids' school communities just because it's, they don't understand why they're right. doing it or the dynamics of this family situation now. Um, there's always a lot of questions. What happened to the parents or, you know, things that are oh, private. And, exactly. And, well, Lisa... Um, you you use a term kinship caregiver, and I, I I know we've got folks in our audience that don't they know kin uh, maybe from watching Beverly Hillbillies or something like that. But what does kinship caregiver mean? What? That's a great question, and this is a word that we should use more often because there are more people who are providing kinship care, I believe, than people that are providing foster care in the state of right. Michigan and beyond. Um, Kinship care are relatives who are the primary caregiver of another relative. And in our context, Craig, it is used for parenting a relative's children. Right. And um, so these would be minor children under age 18 who are um, 
for whatever reason, their parents are not able to care give for their own children. Right. And whether it is an informal situation where a relative maybe rescues a child from a situation of maybe neglect or something else, or maybe it's something a little bit more formal where the courts are involved or foster care or the child welfare system is involved, um, where maybe a child is placed with the next of kin, right. you know, and anyone who's related to a child that they love who could be considered the next of kin should really be familiar with the words kinship care, because right. one day, we hope not, but one day you may be faced with would you look after these relatives children and if you are you need to know that the term is kinship care so you know how to find resources in support groups like olsa's grandparents raising grandchildren or other uh, supports that are found around the state so it's i know in a, a recent study that you folks um, had also worked on uh, looking at uh, grandparents raising uh, grandkids uh, it was hard to nail down the right term. I know that was a challenge. That what is it? Are we going to call them grand families? Are we going to call them kinship caregivers? But it, it can be grandparents, and, and and more often than not, it's relatives taking care of relatives. I like how you said that, and it's uh, mm -hmm. um, it's it's something that uh, all of us that are are providing uh, care to uh, our relatives. You know, when when uh, we're given this option, of course we do it because we love the kids that we are trying to support and raise and and the work that you folks do it also to support us is absolutely terrific and and um, one of the questions i wanted to ask you was how important is it for grand families or kinship caregivers to uh, to network with other folks in the same role and the same position and you know because this could be pretty lonely if you think you're the only one out here doing this right but that's not the case it is not. Um, you know, there are some data going out around that say that there are between 54 and 55,000 grandparents and other relative caregivers of relatives, children's or kinship caregivers. Um, we call them grandparents raising grandchildren, but uh, some of our uh, 115 that are over 55 are definitely uh, great aunts and uncles, great grandparents right. are even raising a lot of great grandchildren. And, um, you know, uh, they're, and that isolation, isolation piece is really big, because uh, there are an awful lot, it is healthy to speak to others that have a shared experience as yourself. Now, everybody's journey is definitely unique to their family situation, but you'll see a lot of commonalities between different grandparents. You have the ones, and, and when I say grandparents, I'm not necessarily referring just to grandparents, right. but relative caregivers. Right. But um, the uh, relatives uh, will talk about, um, uh, you know, that mental health had played a role in why they're raising grandchildren. Uh, substance use disorder had a role uh teen pregnancy right. abandonment or even incarceration and these are not easy topics to talk to people especially strangers about but right. um in the most healthy of situations there are um you know uh facilitators who will move a conversation along uh to talk about the different reasons why somebody would be caregiving 
Well, one of the things that I, I, I learned that you folks provide, a couple of the things I just thought were terrific. One is you've spent a lot of time on coping strategies and child rearing ideas for grand families. And that, that's, we, we're out of practice, right? Now we're, we've got these uh, uh, three, four, five, 10 year olds in the house and what have you. And maybe it's been a couple, two or three decades since we raised our kids. But that's where Olsa really steps in to try and provide the support that these families need. And, and I think it's just terrific. But how are those coping strategies and, and child rearing ideas, how are they received by your uh, constituents? They, well, they're very well received because we survey annually what their interests are, what kinds of things do they want to know. And you're absolutely right. Parenting even 10 or 15 years ago has changed immensely, right. uh, especially post-pandemic. You know, the pandemic really was a game changer when, you know, even before COVID-19, we saw uh, that a lot of grandparents didn't have technology in their home, didn't have internet, Wi-Fi available. And and this is something that they would talk about at support groups is, uh, you know, the school issued maybe a, I... um, a, a tablet and they had no idea what the child was even doing on it or or how to operate it if the child had um, difficulty with it. Uh, they were feeling lost. The, the other thing was there was a lot of grandparents and kinship caregivers concerned that, um, you know, they weren't able to write notes to the teacher anymore, that they had to sign up on a portal that the school had provided and create Huge. a username right. and password. And many of these caregivers didn't even have email. And I encouraged them to get email years ago, just so they can have more time sensitive information coming to them instead of waiting for something to arrive monthly in the US mail. Right. And so, um, you know, over the years we have uh, created pilot projects like our Gigabytes for Grand Families, which helped train people how to use the technology and provide them with the actual devices and internet so that they could, you know, do uh, shopping online, grocery pickup at the door, they could do telehealth, and of course, access those school portals that um, that was their main way of communicating with the child's um, teacher or school, you know, regarding, you know, parenting matters right. that they are also responsible for. And I, the technology is, has come so far. I'm, there's an app on my phone that tracks uh, um, uh, Grace's uh, bus travels, you know, so when she's taking the bus on the way home, why is the bus late and what have you? So, so grandma and grandpa and aunt and uncle, you, we've, we've got to get up to speed, don't we, on uh, this new technology, if we're going to track these grands and but and uh, I, I know next time we're going to get together and I hope our listeners will come back for our second show where we really talk about the advocacy that you do at Olsa and how that really helps families behind the scenes. But um, but I just had a couple other questions here. Uh, what now? Wh where do you see the work of uh, kinship caregivers and grand families uh, in the future? I mean, is it is this a role that's expanding? You think, or is there is there more a, a need for more folks to get involved and to do the work that you guys are doing with your grandparent support and what have you? Uh, or is, is this fading away, or is it expanding? 
Well, I, I think that since um, Michigan has embraced um, finding relatives as the preferred placement of children, and I think a lot of other states are also going that way, um, when parents aren't able to uh, take care of their own children, I, I see this need increasing. It is really, truly a cause, Craig. You know, a kinship care is a cause. It, it's a different kind of cause than foster care, but it's similar. It's a different type of cause than, say, breast cancer or anything like that. But it is a cause and, and, and it is celebrated in September. And I've seen even growth over the last few years mm -hmm. of the recognition of September being kinship care month, because as a grandparent, you must know that the second Sunday of September is Grandparents Day. It usually falls between Labor Day and Patriots Day. And, um, and so Kinship Care Month is all month long to celebrate those relative caregivers of children, whether they're currently doing it, used to do it, um, they are to be celebrated. They, they do need, um, I, I really do see that and I see it in, in the last few years that programs are cropping up um, to help different types of kinship caregivers, maybe those uh, that are kin caregivers because one or both parents are deceased, you know? So that's one population segment of kinship care. Um, those that have one or both parents that suffer from substance use disorder, you know? But there is overlapping because sometimes a parent who had substance use disorder is now deceased. So you, you do see this overlapping in this community. And I, I see nonprofits also embracing kinship care, foster care nonprofits who only used to focus on foster right. care are now including kinship care in their mission, which is huge so and much needed. So there's huge growth in this segment and um and and so if if you're listening to our podcast today and our listeners are in, in utah and colorado and and all over the country um how would they connect with an appropriate agency like also where they live what how, how would you direct them to uh, to find folks like you guys in their state well, there's a few ways. Some nationally recognized organizations such as Generations United or AARP are probably the two bigger ones okay. who know very, a lot about kinship care. Um, your local communities like community action agencies like OLSA is a community action agency. We're one of 27 in the state of Michigan, but there are oh. over 1,400 in the United States. So. Wow finding your local community action agency, also your local area agency on aging or senior center. These are also places, but I'll tell you what, I'm seeing a lot of um, interest in school districts too. I would go to the school social worker or the school secretary and let them know that you are a kinship caregiver. Let them know that, you know, they know you're raising a relative child, you know, right. and um, and ask them if they have any resources, because we're seeing more and more schools coming to Olsa asking for guidance so they can start their own support groups within their own school community. 
That is amazing. So this is, uh, Lisa Glatsky, as, as you've laid out here in this podcast, this is exploding across the country. It's become, it's becoming bigger than foster care support. And it's, it's in, there's 1400 agencies. Is that right? Across the country that are providing the level of care that you guys are at Olsa to try and support kinship caregivers and, and grand families. Any way you want to talk that, uh, describe that to really make a difference for this population and uh, unfortunately the uh, for a whole number of factors the the need for kinship caregivers to support these kids is just really exploding and uh, we we absolutely salute the work that you guys are doing at olsa and we can't wait to hear about your personal advocacy efforts in our next podcast but uh, lisa glatsky thank you so much for being our guest here on it's a grand life and if folks want to get in touch with you or your wonderful agency, what's the best number for them to reach out and get in touch with you guys? Sure, the the best number is the area code is 248-209-2721. And you can always go to Olsa's website, www.olhsa.org. And in the search area, just type in grandparents or grandparents raising grandchildren, and you'll find all the information there. Absolutely terrific. Thank you so much for being our guest here on It's a Grand Life. And we look forward to having you back next time to find out about advocacy and how it's working here in the state of Michigan. But to all of our folks at home, again, Happy New Year, and we'll see you next time on It's a Grand Life. Thank you for joining us today for It's a Grand Life. It's a Grand Life provides vital content, regulatory updates, and subject matter experts that are committed to supporting the 2.4 million kids and their caregivers from every neighborhood, every city, every tribe and territory nationwide. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Every new subscriber and review helps us reach others that need assistance. As caregivers, we are united in purpose. We are driven by hope while providing strength for today and hope for tomorrow. We are truly making a difference in while living the grand life. If you have a suggestion for a future episode, please reach out to us, but we'll see you next time for another It's a Grand Life. Thank you for joining us.